How do you want to? Do you want to do a cold open? Um. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. It is pretty chilly. What is that supposed to mean? It's cold out. Do you want the cold opening? It's 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 a lot chillier today than it was yesterday. <laughs> oh my god! I like. I'm like I'm literally looking for something to throw at you. I'm trying to find. Don't like, throw any of my movies or books, please. Although there's the Hellraiser set. You, do you want to get rid of? That thing weighs half a pound. Yeah, it looks really dense, but it's but literally it's, so it's all flimsy. air. It's oh. all air. It's yeah. all air and cheap cardboard. But, I was so disappointed when I finally got it. Yeah, that is disappointing. But I mean, the edges might be. Yeah, if you sure. caught somebody in the head with one of those corners. Yeah. So, do you have a New Year's resolution? Do you do those? Mm, not really. And to be honest, I kind of don't really acknowledge that shit. New Year's Day to me is November 1st. You know, soon as fucking Halloween's over, then I'm... The calendar starts again, gearing yeah, up yeah, to yeah. the next Halloween. Yeah. yeah. That's when I'm like quitting, quitting booze and quitting drugs and I'm going to the gym. You're not doing any of those things. Yeah, but I mean... Theoretically, that's when I think <laughs> about it. I don't really consider that shit until, till after I'm done eating candy and watching fucking Michael Myers stab people and shit. <laughs> yeah, I do a weird thing where because I'm really Type A, I set goals at the beginning of every month. So like January first is just another beginning of a month where I'm setting goals. But it does feel different to me in a certain sense because I love the holiday season so much and the holiday season for me is probably early September when you start gearing up for Halloween until now when it's like okay well Christmas is over and now it's time for solemn reflection yeah I successfully (laughs) didn't fucking kill myself for another December month you know, let's <laughs> January is the hard one for me. Oh yeah. At least at least you have holidays in December. You know, January is January just a shit yeah, one. No fucking movies even come out. Yeah, it's you just get cold. fucking it's just Yeah, you sucks. get the new Liam Neeson revenge thriller. Yeah. Oh my god. Is he still alive? I don't I think they tried to cancel him, but he still makes movies. So. Yeah. The guy can't be put down. I don't know what it is. It's probably because of school. But September always feels like the start of the new year for me. Yeah, I I guess I do feel that way a little bit just because it's the beginning of the holiday season and you're allowed to start celebrating Halloween early. But I think maybe that's why we needed to have some fun and remind ourselves that exciting things exist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm really struggling. Welcome to Twitch of the Death Nerve, a cult movie podcast that takes a deep dive into a different film each episode. Our wide-ranging discussions will touch on genre, culture, and the history of psychotronic cinema. I'm Charles. I'm Sam. I'm John. And as we were saying, we're having some fucking fun, which we usually always do. But with, with our favorite person. With our favorite fucking guy in the whole world. We're, we're, we're celebrating the big man. The big uh, lizard, dinosaur whale radioactive whale <laughs> fucking thing he's a godzilla saurus guys come on let's get this sorry w- where did that information come about like, the original one they call him a godzilla saurus in the first one i, I f- think so it's been a while since I, the last time i watched it i actually watched the gojira cut 
but yeah, he's just a dinosaur. And then they kind of like swap the uh, origin story in the Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, where the 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 uh, the High Z series one, where he's like a yeah. regular looking dinosaur, but yeah, he got so mutated. then he gets leveled up by the atomic blast. Yeah, but in the original one, he was always like that. It's just that, like the the, the atomic blast. Oh, it's what of, gave uh, him his like death breath. No, and no, shit, no, or... no. He always had that stuff. He was just like in hibernation, and then the atomic ah. blast woke him up. Because originally there was supposed to be like twenty of them, and then the atomic testing um, sealed them off in an underwater cave and killed them all except for one. And he comes up to like get revenge. Where'd you get this information? Are you just, reading like the fan fiction? No, no. I just I've been reading. I don't even remember where I get most of this. I just I've always well. There's kind of also around. I think we watched Godzilla raids again pretty recently, which was the first time for me. And they have this sort of like throwaway line in there that the Godzilla like suggesting that the Godzilla who shows up is the second one. Yeah. And it's like, that's not a thing that really comes hmm. back in any of the other movies. There's no real continuity in these. No. I think the Heisey series is the one where they actually started doing continuity. But even though they fuck up, because in King Ghidorah, as I said, it shows that Godzilla is a regular dinosaur that got mutated. But then in Destroya, they bring back the Oxygen Destroyer because they're, they say, quote unquote, it killed the original Godzilla. So they yeah. they, the they mythology never is yeah a little, you really gotta kind of it, each movie is its own fun little thing don't t- take it, it as you go don't it, take them too seriously right right it's like in Mystery Science Theater three thousand where they're like if you ask like why he eats or breathes just remind yourself it's just a show you know? <laughs> and that's why this week we are gonna be really focusing in on one particular Godzilla film we're gonna be focusing in on Godzilla versus Hedorah. And also, more broadly, the the Showa series and the Showa era of Godzilla films, which kind of range from, or they definitely range from, the original Godzilla, Gojira, all the way up to... Terror of Mechagodzilla. Terror of Mechagodzilla. So like 20 years, mid-50s to mid-70s. Yeah. And what's so interesting about them is that they're the movies that really officially put the stamp on who godzilla is and the first two i I finally watched the second one the other night with you sam godzilla raids again and holy shit holy shit i I was not at all expecting that like i know that the first one's really serious and the allegories on like fucking nuclear war and just like the devastation after a fucking atomic bomb is dropped on a civilian population is just like bleeds into the movie and Godzilla is just this like almost terrifying awesome force of nature and so the second one I was kind of expecting a little bit more of that but also with some like goofy Godzilla fun and to me it almost felt like a better version of the original like it wore its themes on its sleeve a little more and it's also way more unexpectedly serious and didn't have all of these kind of orchestral musical flourishes no, no. It, it was like kind of dead silent it felt like no country for old men or or, or like a silent film or something that was like no it, country for godzilla 
<laughs> it like <laughs> it forced you to take it seriously because the music wasn't telling you how to feel about things and they were showing like your standard Godzilla fair where he's like fighting a fucking monster and wrecking up a city but because there was no music and they kept like going to the ground level of people like getting crushed and yeah. getting terrified and like being like this is you're not watching two guys in suits fight each other and laughing about the destruction and the toy cars you're like this is fucked up. You yeah, know? It, it was made like right after the first one because the first one was like a big hit. And it so a lot of like the ambiance of that first one carries over. And it's the only one in the original bunch where it's like when Godzilla fights another monster, it's not watching like sumo wrestlers in, in monster costumes, which don't get me wrong. That stuff's great. Yeah, oh, I fucking I live for that shit. I get out but, of bed in the morning for that. But it's like it's almost like you're watching National Geographic of two giant monsters killing each other in a city like they're, they're biting each other and yeah. tearing each other apart. It's nasty. And it's, Godzilla looks fucked up. Yeah. In the first yeah. Two. His yeah. head is flat and his teeth are like sharp his teeth and are gnarly. Scary looking. I, I consider the first one a horror movie. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's, oh, it's yeah. grim and, and scary. And Godzilla's so the second evil. one. Yeah. Yeah. I was super, super impressed with Godzilla raids again. And so much so that, that like going on after watching that, we watched a couple more of the like 60s and 70s flavored Godzilla movies. And because I just got done watching Godzilla Raids again, when some of the destruction and the city shit was happening, even though the musical cues were like, like, like just like having fun shit, I was still like... In serious brain mode. Yeah, we're just like, we're watching the destruction of a city. And it's like, it's hard not to separate the allegory from the fun but also it's easy because you're looking at some fucking toy helicopters getting smashed up by a fucking lizard man and it's to see it you love to see it you know what's funny uh not too many people like really 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 love it i know it, it has people who appreciate it but the 2014 godzilla reboot yeah. I feel like it's the first one to really go back to those first two Godzilla movies. Return of Godzilla slash Godzilla 1985, too. But a lot of people say, like, Shin Godzilla. Mm. But for some reason, like, Godzilla, or that 2014 Godzilla, it has that, like, gloomy, apocalyptic atmosphere. And the monster fights really feel like monsters brawling. It's not, like, the follow-up, which I didn't like at all, the Godzilla King of the Monsters. Um yeah. That was when they're all doing like their special moves. It feels like it's a Transformers movie. And like and also it get got the like the the messaging wrong too. There's a scene in that one where a scientist lets off a nuke on the bo- at the bottom of the ocean and it's a positive plot point. Yeah, which Ken seems... Watanabe deserves better yeah. than that film. And he's wonderful in in the 2014 one. But yeah, it's just like if Justice for Ken. It's just like I think like any any idiot make a Godzilla movie would know like letting off a nuke on the bottom of the ocean is not something that should be like, oh wow, this is gonna be like a heroic yeah. cool moment. Like, no, that's so terrible. The, some of the best things in the original Godzilla series are moments where they need to come up with a solution to destroy Godzilla, especially the earlier ones, when, like, Godzilla just fucking wrecks their city, and then the last chunk of the movie is them, like, oh, we now we have to kill Godzilla. And it, like, has this, like, cyclical violence thing where it's, like, like should we drop a bomb on him? Should we risk even more death? And it's, like, 
they deal with these heady themes about war and destruction and like mass casualties but they deal with them in coming from a place of having like suffered such destruction that like when an american studio is making these movies it's so much more cavalier yeah it's, and it's, like, it's all about godzilla smashing shit and beating up monsters and it's cool yeah which it is don't get me yeah. wrong i love that but there's yeah there's a scope to the destruction in the in the japanese one I mean the 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 original one, it's about it's like we opened this Pandora's box where like oh we have like the A bomb now we got Godzilla how are we gonna get rid of him no oh, now we have this oxygen destroyer which is even worse which than is Godzilla a crazy it's, concept it, it's just this like decline to our like inevitable self destruction and it, the first one like has that in its blood like it, yeah it's fantastic which it's funny how much they try to avoid that in godzilla raids again so i'm sure we'll talk about this more but a lot of the sequels sort of focus on monster island where you know godzilla sort of lives but the island shows up in Godzilla Raids again as this. And, and so if you haven't seen a lot of the sequels and you don't believe us, I would start with Godzilla Raids again if only if you're watching right now because it's a wintertime movie. Oh, it is. Which yeah. I was totally surprised by, but it avoids that issue of, you know, human destruction and destroying parts of Japan because the, it's focused on this island and they're trying to bury Godzilla in ice, which is ridiculous and insane. I mean, they take it super seriously, yeah. but it's like... And then it's, it's great. <laughs> in the very next movie after Godzilla Raids again, didn't come out for like eight or nine years. And it was yeah, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla. And it's and total like, opposite. Total movie. opposite. Tropical island. But they still continue on with the continuity of they got to get... Or Godzilla's got to defrost gotta him. Come out of the ice. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's it's wonderful stuff. And I guess moving on a little bit to the 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 real movie at hand. Well, wait, before we talk about Hedora, I guess I wanted to ask you guys because okay, so I feel like Hedora is one of my favorites in the Showa series, but part of why it's one of my favorites is because it's so different. It's kind of this like weird outlier. It has a, you know, different director than most of the sequels. So I guess I wanted to ask you guys what you love about the Showa series and like if you have a particular favorite, just so we can kind of give people an idea of how Hedorah is different. Yeah, it's funny because even though the show is the first 15 movies within the like they're a bit different each decade, like the first two are in the 50s and they're like the grim black and white serious ones. Then the 60s are like the really like sci-fi pulp colorful cover fucking version you know they like they, they look like they would exist in the same universe as planet of the vampires or something yes lots of space aliens sort right. of trying to control things from a volcano or an underground lair yeah <laughs> yeah for me it's 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 definitely that pop colorfulness when a bunch of like toy trucks show up with like rockets toy rockets strapped to the back <laughs> it gets it gets my heart pumping in a way that like when i watch some big budget action movie today with like crazy laser beam marvel fucking shit yeah. going on it's like god damn it like give me something 
tangible. I want, right, I right. want me, the matte paintings and yeah, I want the, a gorgeous <laughs> yeah. matte painting and a matchbox car lit on fire with like Tiny a marshmallow tanks. on top. So like some white fucking goo <laughs> is bleeding all over shit. Something that's real that's filmed yeah. always looks better uh, than some like phoned in CGI thing, no matter how much time they put in on it. Yep. And, and watching the like Criterion releases of these movies, just it's so nice to see them like that. When I was a little kid, I loved Godzilla before I ever saw a Godzilla movie. And, like, he was just, like, a fucking... He was someone that I knew, like, Freddy Krueger or, you know... Superman. Uh, Superman. Yeah. I mean, I'd seen Superman shit, but, I mean, he was just, like, built into my consciousness. And one day I found a Godzilla uh, verse Monster Zero VHS tape Yay. for 50 cents at a yard sale. And I was like, Mom, we have to get this. And she's like, kid, it's 50 cents. You can fucking... Absolutely. You kidding me? Like... <laughs> I'll get you this and I'll and we're done for a thanks, little while. Thanks, Connie. <laughs> yeah, what a hero. And I raced home and I, I put it in the VH the VCR and I am just fucking flabbergasted by the fact that it's dubbed and I had never seen a dubbed film before and I'm like watching these people talk and the words aren't working and then like when Godzilla shows up it's like someone in a Halloween store costume and I'm like what is this shit? It took me like a decade before my my onion brain grew a little bit bigger. And I finally realized that this shit is the shit. This is it. So do you have a specific favorite? Other than Hedorah, it's it's got to be it's got to be. Oh, fuck. I know exactly what it is. And by I know, I know exactly what it is. I might need you to help me out with the title, John. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's the one with Jet Jaguar? Godzilla vs. Megalon. Oh, my God. Godzilla vs. Megalon is... It's so much oh, fun. Oh, it's so much fucking fun. What's funny, that was like one of the biggest successes of Godzilla movies in America. And that's kind of why Godzilla movies are looked at as like dopey and cheap. Because that was like the wacky... But I mean, it's, it's fun. I love it. I used to watch it all the time as a kid. I still like it. It's the holy trinity of the very first one, Godzilla vs. Monster Zero, and Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Like, I can't, I can't choose between. I wouldn't want to live in a world where I couldn't have all three of them. I mean, I love all of them, but those three, I, I can't pick. Well, guess what, baby? You don't have to live in a world where you gotta... <laughs> yeah, I do have all of them. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I love Ghidorah. Yeah. And... I mean, it would be impossible for me to sort of narrow down which Ghidra movie I love the most. Probably Invasion of Astro Monster, but also Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla is the... It's one of those movies where if I'm having a bad day, that will just turn everything yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. I remember being so shocked when the two Godzillas showed up on the screen for the first oh, yeah. time, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? And also when King Caesar shows up, and you're yeah. like, what the fuck is this thing? Oh, my thing? God. I <laughs> used to think he was terrifying. He is terrifying. Yeah. He looks oh like my a God. fucking little bunky man. No, okay, yeah, if, that's, you that's watch, if you watch it on the influence of some hallucinogens, 
that King, won't be a King, problem. The way King Caesar moves, it's a little scary. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, I got the prescription for you. Oh, good. You know, from the articles I've read, this is a very interesting drug. So is nitroglycerin. Dave, where is that all for science attitude? I left it in my other suit. Now, please don't fool with that stuff alone, Warren. It can produce pretty weird effects. I guess the reason why we wanted to do an episode mostly devoted to Godzilla vs. Hedora is is because in this series, as we're saying, like filled with all of our favorite movies, this one really stands alone in a lot of ways. Not just because it's trippy and it feels like a kaleidoscope, acid, hippie message movie. It it also feels like a true Godzilla movie where it's not just that crazy hippie kaleidoscope nutso butso shit it also like hits you in a way where it's about a natural disaster not a natural disaster quite the opposite an unnatural disaster a very unnatural an unnatural man-made disaster it it feels like the way that the original godzilla is about the fucking men creating a dis- like a bomb that's destructive and is going to just absolutely destroy the planet where this one it's like an indictment on the industrial revolution and pollution and godzilla is just fighting this disgusting slimy creature who whenever he punches it his fucking fist just goes right, right through, through it like he's he's fighting and sludge burns. and burns he always pulls it out and it's like smoking yeah the the first time I saw this, I think my comment was like, this is like if Godzilla was fighting the Tim Curry smog monster from Fern Gully, yeah. <laughs> except on acid, because but, it is so trippy. Yeah. But to go back to, to what you're saying, like as much different this one is, it's very similar to the original one. Like, yeah. It's like where that was like urgent, like grim black and white anti-bomb this one's like urgent like anti-pollution except it has but the soundtrack is still playing that fun like dance party stuff and and it opens up with that james bond yes but you know what's really weird is that this one and the first one at least in the shawa and i could be mistaken i could be forgetting another one is the only one to show bodies of people after a giant monster attacks. Like when Hedorah yeah, flies by and they turn into often. the skeleton. Yeah. yeah. But the first one, it shows like when Godzilla attacks Tokyo the first time, you see all the people getting poured into the hospital. It looks like Hiroshima, which, you know, obviously is on purpose. Yeah. But this one, like, yeah, this monster, this pollution monster goes to your city and it's just going to suffocate you to death. There's a little bit of a similar vibe in Godzilla Raids again, but I don't think you see bodies. It just, the camera spends way more time on people getting crushed and like people drowning in this underground like subway tunnel. And for sure. And the thing that I love so much about Godzilla vs. Hedorah and the later films in the Showa era is that in, in the original, Godzilla is obviously a stand in for the atomic bomb. And but then after a while, after a few of these movies come out and people realize like, hey, the fucking kids love this lizard man, you know, (laughs) he's great. 
and then dinosaur. He's not a lizard. All right. Well, you know what I'm saying. He's a fucking goddamn reptile that has death breath. Show some respect. (laughs) But but now he instead of being a stand up for the atomic bomb, he's now the defender of whatever else is the stand in for the bomb or for the destruction. He is the mascot of the people. What's really funny. This is the first 70s Godzilla movie. And the seventies one, I the seventies. It's this one versus Gigan versus Megalon versus Mechagodzilla and Terror of Mechagodzilla, and all perfect. They're all great, but they're. This is the one where he's like the superhero, like yeah. he, like in the sixties, he's turned into a good guy, but he's still a monster. You know, he's still like I mean, he does like some goofy fun stuff, but this one, he's really like of the people he saves kids like he has relationships yeah. with kids and like saves them at the last minute and stuff and the fact that like it has this fun loving tone then when they like show this fucking sludge puddle just like wreaking havoc like the fucking oil slick in so the creep show too and then they like cut to a fucking song and dance number it's just it it's, it's very it's jarring. jarring. And very jarring. I feel like we talk about this in a lot of past episodes where we love these movies that have like weird tonal shifts. And this one, some of the edits, because it basically goes between three different stories or three different like types of scenes. Right. I don't even want to say three different stories, three different types of scenes. One is the mod pop 60s, like set in a dance club with these people who are like sort of cool hippie teenager characters and then there's like the main narrative focus is on this scientist who is the first one to kind of identify and name the Hedora character and he has a young son who is quite possibly the least annoying child in a kids movie yeah which is running around in short shorts someone give that kid some fucking pants put pants on that child it's cold out there (laughs) they all wear short shorts i know but it's weird because the stuff with the kid i feel like this movie kind of comes at the end of this weird series of movies in the like in the middle of the Showa films where they try to turn them into kids movies like Son of Godzilla and All Monsters Attack and those kids are a little bit annoying or like the kids stuff there is a little bit annoying if you want to see like the crazier monster stuff but here it's just got it all yeah the scenes with the hippies dancing in the club like at first I thought they were real fun and colorful and they they remained fun and colorful but as the movie progressed and it seemed like this like pollution sludge onslaught and this like monster that was born of it is going to easily destroy the entire fucking country and the and the world their dance party started to seem a little bit more nihilistic oh, it, yeah, it almost totally. reminded me of those like dance marathons that happened like during world war 2 where like people are dancing to raise money for the war effort but it's also this sort of like dance like there's nothing you can do to stop what's happening you better fucking dance and enjoy your final minutes that's actually the beginning of godzilla versus the sea monster oh which is another one that's like kind of my new favorite yeah that's like the weird bond one abira yeah it's it also has 
I think Abira and Hedora remind me the most of each other because they have these just crazy plot elements and the monsters are yeah. just so amazingly designed. And I think another reason, that's one reason why I love Hedora so much is because it's just got these like fucking red glowing eyes. Yeah, gel lights and, everywhere. I know. And he just looks disgusting. Looks so gross. And like whenever Godzilla's fighting him, it, it's... You're concerned for Godzilla's health. You're concerned for him. <laughs> and, and in these later ones when Godzilla like looks like a fucking cat, as, he, he, I mean, he looks like my cat. He you does. Know? He looks Batgirl. just like Batgirl. And he has his own little theme in this one. And this and one in Godzilla vs. Megalon. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah, it's so <laughs> nice. It's like some fucking cartoon shit. And and to like be having fun with your guy and then like watch him fight this nasty sludge thing that's like just drinking industrial smog. Like getting yeah. high on the smog. It's like fighting like the dangers of smoking advertisement monster. Yeah, this definitely, you could do a whole really fun, like, pulpy anti-pollution marathon, like throw some weird yeah. Captain Planet episodes yeah. in there, and this could fit right in there. Yeah. Uh, when you said Creepshow 2, I just now uh, put that in the Godzilla vs. Hedora universe. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> well, that's one of the tadpoles that grew into in, in, a, in a little swamp. And, and there's occasional moments where they, like, cut to this, like, sludge puddle just, like, going down the street. Yes. That looks like if the blob crawled over a fucking graveyard or something it's just this yes. awful looking gray matter it's an oil slick i guess it's not an oil slick. have you ever seen a perfectly round oil slick before yeah this is actually now kind of making me think about what john said about how the first one is a horror movie this one has that same sort of vibe i mean they're fucking yeah. ghosts like why are there yeah. ghosts i yeah. know yeah there, there's scenes where these like <laughs> I, I never realized there are ghosts until you said that though i just yeah. thought there were like hill people that are watching and it's a hundred percent because of the soundtrack and because of the colors and the toys or i mean by toys i mean the props of the, the, film. the tanks <laughs> Come on. and the tiny trucks with uh, with functioning headlights i, I love them yeah and and uh, like if you gave this a different soundtrack it would it would hit harder and there are like and oh yeah the i don't think we said but charles mentioned that the opening song sounds like kind of a bond theme but they sing all about pollution and like they n give the names of different chemicals it's magical but, but it's even shot like a bond theme where you you see yeah. this like lounge singer singing and all the silhouettes and stuff yeah, some sexy lady and, painted green and when we revisited this movie we watched it right after we watched thunderball and which really like yeah sunk that in for me i was like <laughs> oh wow that is a james bond oh beginning yeah for well and that's so that's more broadly speaking that's a reason why I love Godzilla so much and Godzilla movies. It's the same reason why I love James Bond movies and I love Doctor Who and fucking Star Trek. It's I love these institutions that have been around way longer than I have. And after I'm dead and fucking dust, they're going to keep on going. I certainly hope and so. It's like, yeah, I hope so. And I don't give a shit if a dozen of these movies come out in a row and they all suck. I got a feeling movie number 13 is going to turn things around and they're going to be like, oh, shit, we, we understand Godzilla again. And I like movies like this where it's it's the atypical one in the series. It, it, it stands yeah. out. It's, you know, I remember there's the Zatoichi movie like near the end of the series. It's 
a lot different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like every, the I think, one with the naked spa fight? No, the one that came right after that. And I think it was directed by Shintaro Katsu. It was like the second to last one. And it was just this like fucking nightmare, depressed, alcoholic, kaleidoscope acid movie which kind of is like Hedora in a way yeah definitely same thing like Moonraker for James Bond like the one he goes into space you know like yeah I I love Moonraker yeah (laughs) I know it's an unpopular opinion but no it it has but it has its place I I agree yeah it's the kind of thing where like if that was the only James Bond movie that ever came out it'd be like yo fuck this weird shit yeah you know but But you need that that weird one in that long series you kind of just what like what the you gotta mix go it up this? and and one of the things that we, we we touched on earlier that really sets this one apart is these like insane moments where the movie kind of breaks and like it's sometimes it's after a really intense scene or an intense moment and there's a news report happening or some kind of like Cartoon. narrative voiceover thing yeah and then it cuts to this like crazy like fantastic planet animation shit where they like do this like two minute animated scene sometimes with like a song or sometimes explaining some like kind of concept about chemicals like an educational video it's amazing and not only the animation but one of the things that was so random was they like had this moment where it suddenly became Carl Sagan's Cosmos. Oh, yes. <laughs> and they yes. were just like showing these real photographs taken by the Hubble Space Telescope of like the horse head nebula, fucking galactic star clusters and quasars. And they're like just like having this moment where they're like doing science explanation. And then at the very tail end, they're like, and that might be where uh, the space monster came from, you know? And Which like... I feel like is such a great sort of nod to what winds up happening later in the High Sea series with these, like, spores that find their way into space from one movie and show up in this later movie called Godzilla vs. Space Godzilla, which is one of the best things ever, and we'll have to do a separate oh, high C episode. So we're we shouldn't, back. Yeah. yeah. But I just love the way they use science fiction throughout these in just the most delightful. And it's like so inventive. The polluted waters it came to become the most fearful menace that ever threatened mankind. <laughs> Feeding, growing ever more deadly on smog. Only one force dared stand up to its overpowering evil. Godzilla! Godzilla versus the Smug Monster. Um, you had a box set years ago, John. I'm sure you still have it. Not Toho, but it was some other Japanese studio that like dipped their toes in horror. And I think it might have been a Criterion box set. Oh yeah. Oh the um. What what the fuck was there? Was a giant with monster. X the Unknown. Oh yeah. Oh, the X from Outer Space. X from Outer the Space. X from Outer Space. Yes. Oh, X the Unknown is a British movie. Yes, that's like their like blob quater mass knockoff yes but, but the extra outer space is one of the like rare godzilla knockoff movies that uh, i just absolutely adore it's wonderful it, it it has all that like there's like one scene where they're like it's a, a, a crew of astronauts and they're about to board their spaceship and they're all walking arm in arm and they're <laughs> skipping to the spaceship and they're it's like taking them to so mars wholesome. or something yeah. it's just like this is so nice. One of the strangest giant monster designs ever. Oh, my like God. Gilala. Yeah. Gilala. The, the, 
duck <laughs> lizard he thing. looks like shit <laughs> <laughs> but, but he looks great though <laughs> he's he's i i like him it's very very goofy but there's something special about him and i love how like every once in a while he like he's no longer a man in a suit He's just this ball of energy that flies around. Oh, the extra like they outer gave space. up. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. I love, I feel like we've watched some really good ones in the last couple months. Like um, earlier in the spring, I programmed this plants gone wild marathon and we watched Matango oh, attack sh- of the mushroom people, yeah, yeah. which isn't a giant monster movie, but it has the same kind of vibe. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Toho and it was Ishiro Honda and honestly, when you have that fucking combination, it's going to be pure magic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we said, but Ishiro Honda, along with Yoon Fukuda, they directed most of the Godzilla Showa era sequels, except for uh, Yoshimitsu Bano directed Godzilla versus Hidora. Which yeah. is one of the reasons why yeah. this one stands out even oh, more. It's it's so much so it feels like an like a weird, different kind of right. auteur made. But it. there's also who made so John showed us two movies. One we watched during a Frankenstein marathon. It's it's basically like a giant kaiju Frankenstein. Uh, yeah. Frankenstein conquered the world, which was amazing and insane that that even exists. Yeah. What the fuck's up with that Frankenstein shit? So many of these movies have like frankenstein in the title or like frankenstein was just like uh, i know um in germany like for whatever reason the posters always put frankenstein in the title for like godzilla and king kong movies oh. i don't know why um I, but i always saw that it always it always struck me as weird but yeah you'll you'll see like king kong versus frankenstein yeah. which was actually was what king kong versus godzilla was going to be uh, the guy who did the special effects for the first King Kong movie tried to reboot King Kong, and the plot was he King Kong was going to like be captured by this guy who. Uh, or wait, 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 let me rewind. Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein, was making these monsters, this giant monster, out of parts of different animals, like part of like elephant and giraffe and stuff, and it was going to wow. break loose and run amok and fight King Kong. But that sounds amazing. Yeah. It would have been a great movie. Yeah. It was going to be like claymation or the, or, or stop motion. Stop that motion. like Ray Harryhausen yes. kind of shit. Yeah. Which I love so much, which, which I, the guy's Willis O'Brien, I think who did the King Kong effects, which I think he, I think so. Yeah. And that's like the one that pioneered that stuff. I could be wrong. There's no, probably no, no. stop motion I, I, I before think you're, that, you're but. fucking spot on. I mean, that was the first one that like, blew up globally and everyone's like holy shit yeah. this looks fucking but sick. nobody Magical. wanted to do it so they're like yo go to japan because there's toho and they're doing like mothra and rodan and they're like yeah, knocking they them out of the park they were pumping them out and they were just like listen we don't know about frankenstein but we want to reboot godzilla and having him face off with king kong would be like which baller is uh, so i loved it i think partly because as we said Charles and I watched it as a double feature after Godzilla Raids Again, and it's a complete opposite movie. Yeah. yeah. But it has these totally psychotic plot holes. It's like they don't even really care how they get Godzilla and King Kong together. No. They just want no. them to be together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, well the, the Frankenstein plot kind of carried over to Frankenstein Conquers the World, where they're like, we got an idea, like, let's use Frankenstein for something, which... 
most insane beginning of a movie where it's like Dr. Frankenstein is the monster, but Nazis. Yes, take Nazis are involved. And then the Nazis take him in a submarine to Japan right be- as like the Hiroshima bomb goes off, which makes them irradiated. Goddamn fucking Nazis. And then like this like starving guy finds him and eats his heart. And that's when he. It's so psychotic. It's, yeah, it's these crazy. are nuts. They're, they're nuts. That, yeah, that's what makes them glorious. And, and even a movie like Godzilla vs. Hedora that is grounded. And one of the reasons why I avoided it for so long was because I was like, I don't want to watch this goddamn preachy message movie. This, <laughs> but like, it's so good. It's so fucking And it, I think good. it handles the message really well, it too. Does. It does. And, and I think also watching it in the 2022... Oh, shit. I just said it. Oh, wow. In the 2022 Fuck. context... Of like, God, you know, we're we're fucking living in a very we're living in zero hour. Yeah. (laughs) Like the fucking planet is clearly dying. Like you don't need to have like your ears tuned to realize that we're all listening to the death rattle of planet Earth right now. I'm just shocked and appalled that Godzilla versus Hedorah wasn't the thing that that turned everybody's minds around. (laughs) Like we should screen yeah, this for movie. for big oil execs, and I'm sure like the scene where Godzilla flies, that's when like they'll oh wipe my a God. tear off their face. I'll be like, like okay, okay, maybe we should we'll shut, shut down, down this fucking Godzilla oil rig. flying is a magical, oh. an unexpected. I know I I've said like 95 <laughs> times in this episode so far that things are magical, but it's that's just movie. how Godzilla is. But oh also, wait, hang on. So before I forget. What was the movie that you showed us that was one of the greatest things I've seen in the past year? It's not a Godzilla movie. I think it's Toho, but it's a big monster movie. No, it was Toei. Oh, right. It was Legends of Dinosaurs and Monster Birds. And like it was there. <laughs> it's so good. I don't know. I can't think of too many other Toei like giant monster movies. So I'm guessing that was like them trying to cash in. Yeah, on there, that. Th- there's a couple. There's a couple for sure. It, it was sort of like it was sort of like a Jaws movie, too, where there was a festival on the water, but people were disappearing and they didn't want to close. Yeah. The festival. On, like on a lake. Yeah. But yeah, there was a giant like. Um, like Loch Ness sea yeah, monster, yeah, Ple- Pleosaurus. Is that how you say it? A Pleosaur, yeah. Pleosaur, yeah. Love and, those and then boys. a pterodactyl, which a pterodactyl, and also isn't there like a tyrannosaur no, type it's just, of thing? I think it's just a Pleosaur, which is which makes the title funny because neither of them are dinosaurs, right? Well, like, yeah, they're, no, they're both they're dinosaurs. both dinosaurs. No, no, no ti- dinosaurs are only land creatures. Sea sea, no. sea creatures. You're sea creatures. Up. And, no, sea creatures and and air creatures are not dinosaurs. What? I remember because me no. and Sam, my don't girl- look this up. I I want some. Listen. I want some angry, fucking listener to to write to John Listen, or no, write no, to me. Wrong. No, no, because fucked up. Because you, my girlfriend took me to the dinosaur park where I learned all this and was mad all day. Whoa! Wow. The surface is wet. It's probably a swamp. If there's a swamp, there's ferns. If there's ferns, maybe there's even dinosaurs. Observation: You couldn't see a thing. Conclusion dinosaurs wow john's right oh my god they're they're dinosaur cousins yes yes but they're not dinosaurs wow dinosaurs technically have to be be land-based reptiles yeah and dilophosaurus don't have that fucking floral thing and 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 spit hedora balls either which oh my god yes they do (sighs) (laughs) okay so 
you just said Hedora balls, and I just I totally oh, well, forgot the castration scene. This. Yeah, so, so, I uh, did not think of it that way until John <laughs> pointed it out. At the end of the fucking <laughs> what movie, the fuck? when Godzilla like is finally like figured out like how to fuck up Hedora, he like reaches into his body, Hedora's body. And like he pulls... also has to kill Hedorah like five times. He yeah. really does. I yeah. mean, and it takes a lot out of him too. Yeah, I mean, I imagine that's also like an allegory for just how fucked we are to clean up this big shit mess that uh, we have left. But the balls, the balls. So Godzilla reaches into this fucking monster's wet, slimy. Yeah, it's like a rotted corpse body that still won't die, and he pulls out this glowing white ball that like looks like one of those fucked up white pumpkins you see in October and, and I'm like what are you doing with this thing then he reaches in and he pulls out another one and it clearly looks like he is just they're sort of like eggs or like magic orbs they're balls. or glowing I, I used testicles. to think it was they're his testicles. eyes because he has those big eyes the whole movie no, but no. Absolutely well, now not. thinking he's like, ripping his balls off yeah that's what I want it to be but now I'm thinking because because it's something that came from space that absorbed pollution. That I'm wondering if those two balls are like the things that came from the space. sort of alien amoebas. But then why is there two of them? There should just be one. It's his balls. Yeah, he's, he's fucking his balls yeah. off. Yeah, Godzilla's doing some and fucking genital mutilation. Then, like, blast his death breath on the balls to disintegrate yeah. them and turn oh them to God. ash. That's and how I want to go. Noted. you love to see it and even though uh, I'm not a fan of giant CGI monsters clanging around on the screen I fucking love Godzilla so much that but you'll like, even see the more recent ones yeah. happily yeah. I'll happily yeah. go see those movies I mean I like the last one yeah that was Godzilla vs. Kong that yeah. was also yeah. the first movie we saw in the theater yeah since yeah. quarantine started I loved the 2014, like legitimately loved it, hated the follow-up, and then Godzilla's Kong was I sort hard. of feel the opposite way. So the 2014 one, I hadn't seen until a couple months ago. Charles made me watch it. And there, how you say that? <laughs> like I fucking strapped you in a chair yeah. and I put the Watch clockwork orange eyes on you. You convinced me to watch it. You convinced me to be open-minded, and <laughs> <laughs> I tend to be a little rigid and narrow sometimes. But I hated the people so much. Like there were things I liked, but I think the reason that I was okay with Godzilla, King of the Monsters, is because I love Ghidorah. So much that I was like, okay, cool. I get to see Ghidra, even though the people are just the worst. Yeah, I think they were even worse in the second one than the first one. I like, did. the first one, they're just bland. You know, like, there's nothing, like, offensive about them. Offensively bland. Right, but there's also, I kind of like, <laughs> I liked how we were just kind of, like, over the shoulder of this one guy. And we kind of just saw all this monster destruction. It was sort of like what you are saying about Godzilla Raids Again. Where you're just kind of like looking up at these giant behemoths and like feeling so powerless. That's one of the things that I love about the show us. Actually, about Godzilla as a whole are the reaction shots. And it's one of those things that you just sort of like either are annoyed by or come to love. But the way they handle the fucking reaction shots in Godzilla vs. Hedorah 
is for some reason they bring all of these people to this open field including these hippies playing acoustic <laughs> guitar including all of these ghosts who are like watching Just from watching. behind some grass yeah it, it it really it felt like they were engaging in some like grand carnival Sport. orgy yes you know of the of kids there yeah like everyone's <laughs> there and they're trying to have fun because you know because that's the end and they're all sort of like <laughs> chipping in ideas about how to help Godzilla kill Hedorah. Yeah, but since they're fucking dumb hippie mods in 1970, all their ideas suck. And yeah. well, they're either hippies or cops. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> nothing good ever the came only out one, of those two. The only fucks. one who has the good idea that ultimately helps Godzilla kill Hedorah is the scientist from the beginning and, and his adorable child. Can I tell you about my complicated relationship with this movie as a kid? Yes. 1998. I'm 12 years old. The Roland Emmerich Godzilla movie has just come out. I, the thing I was probably most hyped for in my life, and it was the most crushing disappointment ever. And, like, whatever, I shook it off. No, you didn't. No, yeah. No, I can scarred. hear that there's a yeah. chip on your <laughs> yeah. shoulder still. I, I mean, just to... For a second, like, how do you fuck up a Godzilla movie? It's like something like I can see Hollywood. fucking up Star Wars or whatever. Like you shouldn't, but like Godzilla is such a simple. It's like a Ramon song. It you know, it's very simple, simple, you, catchy, comforting. It, exactly, you know exactly what to do. Do it anyway. So like a few weeks later, Sci-Fi Channel is like you know, in in I guess for a promotion of the new movies, like we're gonna do a Godzilla movie marathon. And I'm like, fuck yeah. And I get the TV book. Do you remember TV books? Oh, where- yeah. TV guides? You kidding me? I fuck didn't have yeah. TV guide. We had like the local one. But whatever. I'm looking at it and I'm like, holy shit. Like they're playing like eight Godzilla movies. I've never heard of these. Like Godzilla Monster Island, Godzilla, Godzilla versus the Cosmic Monster. And the last one is Godzilla versus the Smog Monster, one I've never seen that I've always, which is Godzilla versus Hedorah for listeners who don't know that. Godzilla versus Smog Monster is the American title has this glorious poster of Godzilla fighting this like blob sludge beast like it's going to be the best fucking movie ever made so <laughs> it's Saturday I'm already like emotionally battered from the role in them or Godzilla <laughs> but like this is I'm, I'm going to see eight Godzilla movies I've never fucking seen before Godzilla Monster Island comes on and I'm like what the fuck I've seen this, this is Godzilla versus Gigan. Godzilla versus the Cosmic Monster comes on. And it's it's Godzilla Ghidra. versus Mechagodzilla. Oh, oh. Yeah, Invasion of, of Astro Monster. Godzilla Monster versus Monster X, Zero. Yeah. yeah, it's just fucking like, I'm like, I've seen all these. Uh, my videos, you know, I have all of them on video. They're just different titles. I'm like, oh, that's so Once sad. again, crushed again. But I'm like, <laughs> whatever. Godzilla versus Smog Monster. I know I've never seen that one. It's going to be fucking cool. There's no way that movie I'm in. So. Eight hours later, comes on. So fucking hyped. And I get this fucking avant-garde, hippie, fucking... Acid trip. Songs and dance. Godzilla (laughs) flies. The fights are, like, goofy. He's just kind of, like... Like, 
it oh was it was not the summer of John. No, if, <laughs> it if, was, if, if it I was, had the TARDIS, I would hop in there, go back there, and I would hug you and then throw you down the steps yeah, and be was, like, just fucking enjoy the up. goddamn fucking uh, man in a suit dressed as a yeah, fucking. Yeah, I mean, dinosaur. like I love the movie now. I get it now. It's it, to me, it's the 420 Godzilla movie. Yeah, like, it's perfect. Oh me. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like as a kid that just wanted to watch Godzilla fight this fucking cool blob monster. It is not what I what I wanted. I definitely ran into not with Godzilla, but with just movies as a teenager, ran into that problem multiple times and it was always so crushing when you get so hyped that there's this movie by your favorite director or you know, you hear it's like a great Jalo and you've never heard of it and you spend like twenty dollars on a bootleg yes. just to find out this is a fucking movie I already own and have seen 20 times. It's yeah. just a different title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh right. my God. That happened to somebody I knew with um, Seven Doors of Death. Oh, yeah. They were like, holy shit. What like, is this, Fulci? Yeah, it's like it's so hard to explain that concept to someone <laughs> yeah. who like, is a kid. Retitling realize, movies. Like, oh, yeah. You see, this movie just has 20 different titles. Just because uh, the first time they released it under this title didn't make enough money. Oh, my God. It's the worst with Umberto Lenzi movies. Nightmare City, City of the Walking Dead. Yeah. His movies have so many titles, like more even than Fulci or Argeno. It's, it's just... Whew, it's bringing me back to those, <laughs> yeah. those exciting days where everything wasn't just instantly streaming or available I, for download and you had to like really search right i i mean like as frustrating as it was going through these uncharted territories was something special it was something else which brings me to maybe what my new year's resolution is which hmm. so by now i've seen all of the Godzilla Showa movies, but there are so many other kaiju movies that I haven't seen. So maybe I want to try to work my way through some of those oh, this yeah. year. Yeah, there's a, a whole list that I've been making that I've just been like adding to for all of last year and a little bit of the year before of just these giant monster movies that I've never seen. There's this one where uh, it's like a flying squid. Or something. Oh, oh Dogora. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Do Dogora yeah. or something yes, like Dogura. that. I, yeah, I really there's also check the Magic out. Serpent, which I'm dying to see. Yeah. And this, I think it's Korean, Yongari, Monster from yep. the Deep. And uh, there's another guy that starts with a T, like Typho. Typho uh, oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's I, like I, a pterodactyl I, Rodan. Totally. I, I made a, some of those movies on that list. I remember like putting a little note next to it that was like, don't tell John about this movie <laughs> only because I know you've never seen it. And I like desperately want to sneak it into one of our marathons yeah. when you're like, what's this? Like Trifibia or something yeah. like that. I, I'm probably getting it wrong, but, but there's a lot of them. Like Atragon um, has Manda in it and it's just like only for a little bit of the movie. Like some of them, yeah. there's like, Oh, we'll just have a giant monster scene. We, yeah. We're one of like movie. Godzilla's nemesis yeah. kind of just like shows up in some other side movie. And that's, I love, I love that. that. Shit. Have I, you seen King yeah. Kong Escapes? No, that's a great oh. one. He fights Mecha Kong. What? Yeah, it's yeah. the and, second Gorosaurus. Yeah, yeah, he fights Robot Kong. Yeah, so because cool. what's so really neat about that was after King Kong versus Godzilla, Toho had the rights to make Godzilla or King Kong movies for a bit, and they made that one. 
and Ibera, the Godzilla vs. Sea Monster, was supposed to be a King Kong movie. Ah, which is that why makes Godzilla, sense. That's why Godzilla carries the, the girl around. And Well, there's also, in Ibera, there's all this stuff that's a little bit like Mothra, where there's the whole like tribe of people who have that kind of religion that feels yeah. that feels a lot like the tribal people in King Kong who live on the island. Yes. I always I, I kind of hope they do it because I think they're going to keep going with these legendary Godzilla monster series. That would be cool. Yeah. But I think like I don't want to see Godzilla and King Kong in the same movie all the time. But I can kind of see Mothra and King Kong in a movie. Like they both have that that's that kind of that like soy boy we're here to save the world. Right, but also really no, no King Kong's tough and... as shit too. But no, but it's also like that like Pacific Island like natives worshiping them and that kind of thing going. Yeah, but Mothra has a fucking song. Yeah. Awesome. I love that song so much. And the two little fairy girls. Yeah. Oh my god, I fucking love those girls. They're so nice. They are. <laughs> Have you guys seen the Daimajin movies? Yes. Where it's like a giant statue. samurai statue. Yeah, we'll have to no, watch those. I would those. love to. And what's the one that you've been talking about all fucking year we got to watch? The Yokai Monsters yes. movies? Yeah. Arrow finally released those. I'm oh, dying cool. to see them. In the like 90s, Dark Horse Comics, which like was the only comic book company I liked because they did like movie tie-ins. Like their Aliens comics were better than all like the Alien sequels. Um, Not that it's a right but... steep hill to climb. Hey, Alien Three is a work of art. That's David Fincher's finest hour. Alien Three, I actually will go to bat for. I actually kind of like Alien Three. Oh, it's damn, not it good, a but shithead. I like the I like the tone and feel of it. But um. But uh, they did Godzilla for a bit, and he fights uh, like a uh, uh, how do you pronounce Daimajin? Daimajin. Daimajin, yes. like this fucking giant thing. That's like how I originally heard about that monster. But I don't. I think it's like not supposed to be him. It's been a while, but I think it's just supposed to be like a stand-in for him. Yeah. But it's like Godzilla brawling. There was one where like these giant like alien bounty hunters like the, from like whatever planet they're from they're like everybody's the size of godzilla and they're like oh Whoa. shit we should steal this like godzilla dude so godzilla is just brawling with these like six like boba fett ninja turtle looking dudes what yeah the dark horse yeah. comics were fucking so wild that was one thing that i loved growing up with you living down the street from me john <laughs> is you had so much crazy shit <laughs> and like there was one Godzilla comic that I remember that you had gotten, and it was when we were a little bit older, I think in our teens, and you're like, yo, check this one out. It's called Godzilla in Hell. <laughs> and it no, that was, was kind of newer. That was like maybe 10 years ago. Okay, yeah, I guess we were, we were a little bit, I knew we were a little older, but it was so fucking cool. It was just like three-issue series where like Godzilla is just like in hell alone, <laughs> yeah. fighting fucking no demons. dialogue. There's no dialogue, Whoa. not a fucking speech bubble to be found over this three issue arc, and it was so out there. Yeah, it was and very, very pretty. I think there was a narrator, but I, I only read it the one time. But like all the art was gorgeous. Yeah, but uh, I love so the last few days since we've all been we've been hanging out together for a few days, and I and we've been obviously watching godzilla movies 
and doing all this Godzilla research. As all adults should be. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We're doing research because we have a very serious podcast <laughs> where we... <laughs> but since you've all been on the same Wi-Fi, we have been getting bombarded. The best ads, which is the worst because I usually find Instagram ads amusing or like, why am I getting this? But whenever Godzilla ads show up, something happens to my brain and I'm like, well, I'm going to order this. Like a few months ago, I got this great Godzilla water bottle. (laughs) I got a Godzilla shower curtain. I'm getting that Mecha Godzilla cocoa. Oh, the hot chocolate fucking Mecha Godzilla shit. (laughs) And And I really want... I probably will make myself resist because I have like 10 bottles of hot sauce in my fridge right now already, but I really want this habanero space Godzilla limited edition hot sauce. Oh my God. Did you know Godzilla fought the Avengers? What? Which Avengers? The TV show Avengers or the Marvel Avengers? the, the, The comic book Marvel Avengers team. So before Dark Horse had Godzilla comic book rights, Marvel did, and they did like a what? thirty series run, and eventually he fought the Avengers. Who oh won? My gosh. Uh, I'd never read it, but I'd, I mean, I'd imagine the Avengers. I guess that hopefully sucks. not. But there's one. It, um, Godzilla gets shrunk down and is trapped in a sewer, and the cover is him fighting a sewer rat. Like, yeah, there's wow. some nutty Godzilla stories out That's there. That's crazy. Have you seen any of the animated movies? The new ones? Yeah. No, but. As a kid, once again, getting disappointed, I saw a lot of the Hanna-Barbera Godzilla. Oh, my God, which I still can't believe that's a thing. With Gadzuki, which is the baby flying Godzilla. What's the thing they play before? Whenever we go to the drive-in, uh, it's like this like commercial short film. Oh, it's it's Godzilla vs. Bambi. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, That used yes. to be on my Godzilla 1985 tape that would play before the, the movie. Oh, that's so fucking cool. <laughs> Oh, gosh. We just fucking love the guy. He's Hell saying, yeah. Like, you were saying this in a previous episode, or or you were saying this earlier, that Godzilla is it's the ultimate comfort food. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, something that really is kind of grounding in a way. And I'm not the kind of person who needs to fucking fall asleep to white noise every night. Like, I don't need to turn the fucking TV on and, and zonk out to some, like, background shit but there are times where like i got a little bit of anxious brain or even times where like some fucking radio jingle from some like mattress company in my hometown is just playing on repeat in my head and i can't fucking chill out and sometimes slapping on a godzilla movie it's just the fucking it's it's not it's better than warm milk it's fucking nyquil you know what i'm saying it's robotussin i definitely can tell i feel like you have a very good read on what my mood is even at times when i don't like communicate it and there are definitely days where i'm just like having a day and when it's bad enough you're almost every time you're like hey maybe we should watch a godzilla movie yeah. there's, <laughs> there's enough of them to, yeah. you know yeah and you can cycle through it's it's nice to have this giant series that you love and I mean even if I didn't like any of the later movies which I I love the Heisei movies yeah which are newer to me it's like even if you only care about the Showa series there's still fucking 15 movies right. to cycle through yeah yeah 
And and they're they'll always fucking be there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, you guys want me to shatter your minds real quick? Go ahead, shatter him, shatter him. So the dude who played Hedora also played Godzilla in the Heisey series, but he also played Man in the Suit. The Man in the Suit, yeah, who played like Godzilla. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Godzilla wasn't a real guy. <laughs> right, John. Yeah. I know okay. that. Um, <laughs> beg to differ. So. He also, I might get this title around, uh, wrong. He also played Pogasori. Uh, it might be pronounced with like a B. I see it in the pronunciation. Is that one of the characters in that fucking Dinosaurs TV show? No. Oh, my God. Pogasori is the movie where, hang on, Kim Jong-il kidnapped a uh, director and made him make North Korean propaganda films, including a Godzilla knockoff because Kim Jong-il was a huge Godzilla movie fan. What? Wow. And they actually got Toho special effects guys by tricking them, by hiring them over to go to China to make movies. Because at around that time, like, you know, uh, uh, what did we just see at X-Fest a few months ago? The mag- Was it Magic Peacock, right? Peacock King. Yes. Peacock King. Peacock King. At like, the Marathon. They yeah. were going to Hong Kong. Like, a lot of those were Japanese, to, like Toho, like technicians, like doing the special huh. effects for those movies. And wow. they were getting tricked that they were going to make a movie in China. But really, they were kid. I don't think they were kidnapped there. I think they were more like strong arms to make this giant uh, North Korean anti-capitalist giant monster propaganda Sick. movie. And <laughs> the guy who was doing, who's playing Godzilla around that time. Well, this movie is 85. So it was, yeah, that was around right after Return of Godzilla. Um, yeah, he they, they got him to That's play crazy. the giant monster in that. And he even said, I think it's better than the TriStar Godzilla movie. Wow. I, which <laughs> I think, yeah, which I agree. I haven't I, seen it, but I would love to. What an amazing fucking job to fall into. Well, I was just going to say, I love that the same, like, even though it's a suit for the Showa series, it's the same guy who plays Godzilla, what, almost every time? Yeah. Every time? I think for a long time. Maybe not different because the the legendary movies, They what's that thing where you dress up and you have, like, dots on you and you pretend to be oh, the guy mo-cap. motion cap yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. i guess that's a, a different guy but i think all like 30 plus of like the sh- the showa heisey and millennium series i think three people played godzilla all together that's amazing is, they, they had like 95 different fucking wrestlers play jason yeah you know they, they couldn't get one and guy there are fucking... only there are only like 10 of those movies yeah right, right. i think it was like stuntmen <laughs> and old actors and shit yeah but yeah, it's, Godzilla. it's a real art form. Yeah. And you and like those people pet like the 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 Godzilla costume I hear gets like up to like 300 degrees in minutes. Like they can only film a little bit at a time and you only so you can only see through these eye holes that are in the neck because your head isn't where Godzilla's head is. You're wearing this thing that goes up like an extra foot and then it's this like puppet head yeah i don't know if the guy playing godzilla has to control or somebody else is controlling yeah but i I can tell by the way you're shaking right now that you would love to know just how that that suit works but everybody plays godzilla like passes out like that's like a common thing like they have to like he passes out they have to rip him out of the suit and give him oxygen right away and that's uh, we we haven't said his name, but Haruo Nakajima is the sort of main Godzilla guy, and the Hedora guy that you were talking about is Kenpachiro Satsuma, and 
Satsuma, I was reading earlier today, who plays Hidora, he had an emergency uh, like appendix attack during filming while he was wearing the costume. And because the Hedora costume is so elaborate, they had to like cut part of the costume off of him and give him an like an appendicitis surgery while he was still dressed as Hedora. Oh my god! Yeah, you need to have fucking like on the ground war medics working on set. Oh, at all totally. Times. But don't forget the other fucking horrible part of that story was that was when he realized he was immune to painkillers. Oh yeah. Oh, imagine like you're this doctor. You have to perform this like emergency appendectomy and you fucking walk into the room and the fucking smog monsters on the table. <laughs> and the smog monsters immune to painkillers. Yeah. Oh, Jesus the, the giant red eyes just keep glowing as Pulsating. you're like... <laughs> yeah. Don't cut into the glowing balls on accident. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right, you guys got any uh, shout-outs you want to do or anything? My shout-out is... That I love Godzilla. That's all. That's all that matters. <laughs> you know, we got friends in Cinepunks and on other podcasts, but really our true friend is just Godzilla. I guess I got one shout out and it's uh, it's it's not to anyone that's too far away. It's to you, Sam Deegan. Me? Yeah. I have been fucking following all your shit for a while. You do commentaries all the time. I mean, you're contractually obligated to. Yes, this is true. <laughs> this is true. And, and you know, sometimes when you're like, hey, I just did the commentary for this movie called uh, Butterflies in Copenhagen that is about, like, this magical, realistic self-discovery thing. I'm like, wow, that's fucking awesome. But just the other day, uh, or rather about a month ago, we, I, we didn't mention it in the last episode, so I wanted to say it now. It came out that you were doing the commentary for the Ebola syndrome, <laughs> and uh, it just brought a tear to my eye. It's I'm I'm so proud of you, pal. Like holy shit, good <laughs> good for you. Thank you. It's very very exciting. So exciting that I want to run through the scr- the streets screaming Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the Flesh for Frankenstein one too, right? I am. Hell yes. yeah, that's a fucking one-two punch you right do there so much shit and listen if both you, career highlights for sure if you're if you're listening to the show and you're like super fucking rich like you have a job <laughs> you know yeah. like you got a fucking real job or any kind of job i don't have one but i i hear they're terrific but <laughs> they're if, not no but if you if you have a job uh throw sam deegan five bucks on her patreon she, she promises to buy the Twitch of the Death Nerve crew a PlayStation 5. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. See Don't you later, you everybody. That? What did you play the other night? Huh? What video game system are you playing? I got an Atari. I got an Atari <laughs> X1000. You got the new Xbox or something. I, I got the know. old They're Xbox. The I don't got no new nothing. Oh, really? Yeah, that's oh, the Oh, well, I am behind. Like, what you were showing me last night was like fucking... I'm yeah. still stuck on Nintendo 64. Oh All, right. All right. Wait, is there a Godzilla video game? There's a few. Oh, yeah. We, used to, the, we used to play one all the time. There, there, well, there was the old Godzilla NES game. Uh, Which I never played. It's insanely difficult. Then there was the Super Nintendo one that was difficult what? and stupid. 
It oh. was really dumb. They were, they were all bad. Even when they got, like, better, they were dumb. Like, finally, like, in, like, 2000, around then, they are like, let's just make them fighting games where you can be the giant monsters from the movies. Yeah. And, like, how, how did that not occur to yeah, them in that's, the first that's, place? That's I think wild. they did it once. I think it was, like, do you remember the Jaguar? It was like a this a 64-bit system that came out in like the mid 90s. Oh yeah. Yeah, that like made six games and died. I think in Japan, because I remember this kid had this video game magazine and he showed me the the this ad for this Godzilla fighting game coming out for the Jaguar, and I was like, holy fucking shit! Like I can't wait for that to be something. Well, Johnny, your birthday's coming up soon. I think Buy I know me a what. Jaguar. Get, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So long, everybody. Night. Thank you for listening.